Debt is bad. Most of us grow up learning and believing that statement, or at least something close to it, to be true. And for the most part, it is. But like everything else in life, context is, well, everything. For example, if you came to me and you told me that you were unemployed, going to max out four credit cards and ask grandpa for a loan to buy a brand new F-150, I would straight up tell you that's the worst idea I've ever heard. And the debt is bad advice is mostly talking about just those sorts of transactions, which is consumer debt. But what about using debt in a different context. I mean, what if you've spent hours and hours researching a particular investment, a proven investment that you thought had a reasonable chance of return? What if you came to me asking whether that might be a good use of debt? Well, I always refrain from giving advice to you like that because everybody's situation is different. But for the sake of this analogy, I might be convinced that that's a good idea. Here's the thing, debt is not always bad. You have to be smart and careful in your use of it, but it can be a powerful weapon when it comes to investing in commercial real estate. So let's talk about debt in the context of investing. Simply put, debt is the borrowing of capital, money, or access to it from a person or organization in order to acquire something, an investment, that you couldn't afford to acquire on your own in cash. So debt is leverage. Taking on smart debt gives you the leverage you otherwise wouldn't have to be able to make intelligent, well-informed investments. As we've already touched on, there is such a thing as good debt and there is such a thing as bad debt. Bad debt would include things like credit cards and the use of those credit cards for purchasing consumer items that do not increase in value. So think of them as depreciating assets like a car. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have nice things, only that, of course, in my opinion, we shouldn't be purchasing nice things if we don't have the cash to pay for them. Good debt would include things like a loan secured from family and friends or a bank that allows you to purchase or invest in things that do increase in value, give you a monthly cash flow or give you a longer term return on the investment. I happen to call an item like that commercial real estate. To illustrate the difference between good debt and bad debt, I've been using the acronym BURL for quite a while. It means buy utility, rent, luxury. That is, if you can't buy a property for more than 100 times the monthly rental cost of it, then rent it. And that number could be any sort of metric that you choose to use. That's just one example. That solves both the overspending and the problem of not being able to charge enough rent on that super great deal you just made on that duplex. Burl can be adjusted for geographic location, but it holds true in almost any situation. And it will almost always keep you away from bad debt. Let's take a look at the good and bad of using debt to invest in my favorite play, commercial real estate. Of course, you could always use it for residential, but that's just not what we talk about on this channel. Debt isn't always the answer, but for most people, it might be the only way to have a shot at creating generational wealth. Here's a few pros of using debt to invest. Maybe you have no cash. This is likely the most obvious pro on the list. You don't have to have that cash. When you have no cash of your own, you're extremely limited in the investment opportunities that you can take advantage of. Don't feel weird about this. Most people have this problem and everybody starts off with it, right? Unless, of course, you inherit a lot of money, which I wouldn't know what that's like. Most people can remedy it. Other people's money. Why risk your own capital, if you have it, when you can risk money that's not yours. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for the reckless acquisition and deployment of other people's money. Absolutely not. 
That's a great way to never do real estate again or raise capital from investors or probably find yourself in prison for fraud. But any debt that is acquired in good faith comes with a knowledge of risk from both sides. Use other people's money, then do everything you can to successfully invest it. Return on investment. The larger the investment, the larger the potential return. Let me put it this way. If you only have a couple thousand dollars to invest in real estate, you're not gonna get very far and even if you do, the return on that amount is not going to be that great. It's not going to change your life, change your lifestyle even. On the other hand, if you have $100,000 to invest, well, you can see how that opens up an entirely new world. Leverage. Leverage allows you to place less money into a deal and yet still make more return on your dollar than you could on your own. This is, of course, the central point of this video. The one that will enable many of you to get into the real estate game in the first place. Use that leverage. You could, of course, buy a property for $100 and get a 10% return and get $10 back, right? That's 10% return. But if you buy a property and you use debt and you only have to put $20 down and you're still getting that same $10, obviously you're gonna to have to pay a note, so it won't quite be that same return, but you're going from a $10 return on $100 invested to a $10 return on $20 invested, even if it's $8. Your, your return on investment is so much higher and more. With debt, you're able to purchase more properties. If you're leveraging, again, using that same example, 20% down, now you can get five properties instead of one. Now this obviously allows you an even greater opportunity for return on investment. But it will also allow you to spread the risk out over multiple properties and enjoy even greater tax and appreciation benefits. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Now, there are a few cons of using debt to invest, as I'm sure you can imagine. Risk. First things first, when engaging in the use of debt for the purpose of investing, you can lose big. Even if it's your own cash and you're not using debt, you can of course always lose back. And I do mean that you can lose it all. That has to be said very clearly in this conversation. If you are going to take debt out on a property, not only could you potentially lose that property, you could lose everything else that you have depending on what you sign. Even with top level due diligence, the element of risk exists in every situation. What happens if you know your insurance lapses and the property catches fire? It happens. Insurance lapses, you never know what could happen on site. If you're not able to recover and carry on from a particular leverage deal, take a hard pass. Never bet the farm unless you know, you're betting on yourself and you know that you can pull it off. And just like I've done, I'm the best horse I could bet on. So I've done that time and time again. Now you'll have accountability to a bank or investor. As soon as you sign on that dotted line, there exists a very real, very real shift of power. You go from completely independent you don't have to answer to anybody, to at least somewhat shackled to a creditor. Now, if you know what you're doing, this won't likely be a huge problem. But if you don't, you might be unwittingly entering into a world of hurt. Either way, when you take on that debt, you're no longer 100% in control of your destiny. Yes, you may own the business and you may be able to make the day-to-day -day decisions, but you do still have a creditor, your banker, your lender to answer to. Maybe you're not worthy. When looking for financial leverage, you need to have your ship in order. And I mean a tight ship. This is good advice generally. Who doesn't want to move through life with everything in its right place, after all? But in the pursuit of good debt, this principle arrives on steroids. You need to prove, sometimes in minute detail, that you can handle the debt that you're seeking and that you can pay it back on time and in full. There can be penalties. 
Along the same lines as the last con, if you don't play by the exact rules laid out in your loan deal, because that is a legally binding contract, there will be penalties. From late fees, all the way up to the bank calling in the loan. I mean, calling in the loan, hey, you have to pay this off right now or we're foreclosing on you. And that can be of no fault on your own. Crazy weather, downturns in the economy. I mean, look at what happened in 2008. There were a bunch of developers and property owners that had good loan standing and their loans got called anyway. But you need to be prepared, not only to keep your word to the creditor, but to pay the price if you don't. Paperwork, yeah, this one's a killer. If you're going to get into the dead game, prepare yourself to do a lot of reading, a lot of signing, and likely a lot of wiring. And the acquisition of leverage paperwork is endless. It's just how it is. That's just kind of how banks and lenders operate. So the best thing to do is just accept it and get that blue pen ready. So let's talk about the different types of debt. You may not know this, but there are actually many different types of debt that you can look into for your deal, from bank loans to private lenders to even just friends and family. Most commercial real estate loans originate in banks, and most people are familiar with banks lending money, but that doesn't mean that yours has to. You might have family and or friends who are looking to hold or grow their money outside the conventional means. That said, here are four common types of loans that you'll see out there. Conventional loans. The most common by far, conventional loans are used mainly in the purchase of homes by consumers, you and me, but that can also be utilized for commercial real estate deals. Hard money loans. If you're looking for a commercial property that needs a little tender loving care or you just want a quick in and out, this might be the way to go. Usually backed by private lenders outside of the traditional banking system, hard money usually moves things along faster than any other form of debt. Blanket loans. These are used mainly by developers to purchase large amounts of land or several properties at one time. Not likely where a beginner is gonna be starting, but something to keep in mind depending on the type of deals that you're looking at doing. Portfolio loans. These are for folks who may have had a few financial bumps and bruises along the way or are looking to purchase a weird property. This type of loan may be generally easier to obtain, but it may come at the cost of higher interest rates. One last thing, whichever way you go, do not overlook how your debt is structured. This can make a lot of difference in your cash flow from month to month and even your ultimate return on your investment. Look seriously into concepts like interest rates, loan to cost versus loan to value, amortization rates, balloon payments. I mean, that's just naming a few. So probably the reason that you are here, debt versus cash. Which way should you go? Well, the answer to this question is intensely personal, and I know that's probably the worst answer that you could ever come here to hear. Your experience and your resources in the world differ vastly from anybody else. But the shortcut to an answer of some kind lies in the pros versus cons section of this video. Do you have zero cash? Leverage might be your only option. Do you hate the idea of answering to a bank or other creditor? You're in the all cash game. Do you want to purchase more commercial properties than you can afford and spread out your risk? Again, smart debt can remedy that issue. Maybe you're a risk averse person and you hate paperwork. Well, cash is likely your way forward. Now, think deeply about both sides of this coin and how each may or may not lead to the kind of life that you want to live because that's what we're all here for, right? That's why we're investing in commercial real estate is to generate that passive income, that passive wealth, so we don't have to work anymore. And keep in mind the kind of businesses and investments that you wanna build. Now, let me finish that debt versus cash question with this. Debt is like an ax. If you know how to use it, you can chop down a tree very quickly. If you don't know how to use it, it could hurt you, 
sometimes very badly. So should you use debt to invest in commercial real estate? I obviously can't answer that question for you, but I'm very much on the side of utilizing good debt in order to grow your portfolio, as long as you are intentional and wise about it. The proper use of debt within a smart investment strategy can get you four to five times the amount of properties you could secure otherwise, which can increase your return significantly over time. Since we were children, we've been taught by guys like Dave Ramsey that all debt is bad and that only irresponsible, reckless, and poor people are in debt. Again, context. I know developers that are in a whole bunch of debt and they're doing just fine. This is certainly true in many cases, but it might surprise you to learn how the wealthy actually use debt. They need debt, but they use it to get wealthier and wealthier. But that's the story for another time. In the meantime, if you've got access to some capital that you're looking to invest in commercial real estate and don't want to do it on your own, get in touch with me and the team. We'd love to talk to you and see how we can put that money to work for you in one of our projects. So check out the video description below for a link to my investment website where you can go ahead and sign up for a quick 15 minute call with me and we'll talk to them.